Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And a good afternoon. Welcome to Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. Coming up, an in-depth look at grain prices. The official 620 CKRM farm weather is brought to you by Raymore, Yorkton and Watrous, New Holland. Working hard to keep more jingle in your jeans. And brought to you by Shepherd Realty in Regina. Specializing in farm and ranch real estate in Saskatchewan. Call Harry Shepherd at 352-1866. The 620 CKRM farm weather forecast for today. Partly cloudy skies. Windy 30 gusting to 50. The high today 16 degrees. The low 0. Tomorrow, Saturday, partly cloudy with the winds east at 30 kilometers an hour. The high 12 for tomorrow, the low zero. Sunday, sunny, the high 14, the low plus one. Monday, sunny, the high 16, the low plus five. Tuesday, partly cloudy, the high 16, the low six. Wednesday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, the high 14, the low six. Thursday, cloudy, 60% chance of showers, and the high of 15. Normal high is 20 for this time of year. The normal low, 4 degrees. The sun rose at 5.08 this morning. It sets at 8.41 tonight. And around the province, we have the hot spot at Elbow, 16 degrees. The cold spot up north Collins Bay at minus 3. Estevan is 11. Saskatoon, 15. Swift Current, 10. Weyburn, 13. Yorkton is 14 degrees. In Regina, with cloudy skies, it's 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Winds are from the east-southeast at 27, gusting to 42. Humidity is 31%, the barometer dropping 101.8. Cloudy in Moose Jaw, 12 degrees. Winds are from the east-southeast at 31. Once again, Regina, cloudy in 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. Back in a moment. Agri-News is brought to you by McDougall Auctioneers Ag Division. Forget the rest, sell with the best online at mcdougallauction.com. And Sask Municipal Hail Insurance. Storms are unpredictable, we aren't. Covering Saskatchewan farmers for over 100 years. You're always covered with SMHI. The latest outlook from Sask Wheat says the U.S. and China remain top destinations for Canadian wheat exports. In March, the U.S. was the biggest wheat destination at 172,000 tonnes, followed by China at 168,000 tonnes. Bangladesh, Indonesia and Mexico round the top five markets for Canadian wheat. Other important wheat markets for Canada include Colombia, Sri Lanka, Peru and Thailand. World wheat production is estimated at 46 million tonnes this year. World crop year ending stocks rose 19 million tonnes despite an 11 million tonne increase in feed and milling wheat demand. The USDA has set a negative tone for the crop year and the outlook says major weather issues or a significant U.S.-China wheat trade to move the market higher. The outlook says the China deal seems unlikely at this stage. Grain prices are mixed as farmers reach the 40% mark for spring seeding in Saskatchewan. Dale McManus is a broker with Johnstone's Grain Marketing in Wellwyn. He says feed grains are showing some downward pressure he had some pulse crops are showing buyer interest. Well, as far as lentils go, Jim, uh, the reds are, are holding, you know, right around the 17 FOB. We've seen bursts up to 18.5. 
and uh, you know it's more it isn't where people want them but that's what the price is and, and if they have to move well then then you know it seems like every two to three weeks you can probably pull off an 18 or an 18.5 now uh, green lentils gained a little strength yesterday we were up at 21 cents for large green cent lentils uh, that's FOB for small greens we're probably sitting at 17 for an FOB and that would be generally anywhere in, in Saskatchewan um, let's see yellow peas are, are uh, still holding anywhere from 580 to, to 650 they haven't gained any strength there's actually maybe more money in the the straight feed market where you are paid total weight and not first not get the deduction for splits and cracks uh, so that's also a very good option to look at because we are sitting on a lot of yellow peas in the country green peas have lost some strength Jim they three weeks ago they were short on a few orders and we've seen the odd 13 1350 we've slid back now to anywhere from 1050 to 11 picked up and I think they'll continue sliding just because of the amount of seeded acres going in for new crop. So let's get to some of the main crops. What's happening with canola? Canola's slowly gaining ground. We're still under the $10 mark, but I, I think it seems to be strengthening, and, and that's good news for everyone. I think you'd see a lot of producers pushing some out the door. You know, if we can get that $10 taken home in our pocket right now into the crushers we're probably seeing 10 not out until December but you know depending on weather wise through the spring and summer we may see it creep back as far as uh, August September and, and have a $10 bid there you know watch watch your spring bases and uh, you know it may be something in a, that a guy wants to lock in at what about wheat Wheat, feed wheat has slid probably 25 to 30 cents since two months ago. I think it's just, uh, you know, we're becoming summer. There'll be guys feeding out on the grass soon, and that's pushing it back. And, you know, no more cold weather, or we hope, for the next few months, and that'll push the price down. And so we're sitting somewhere around the... 580 for for good feed wheat, a red wheat. About flax. Flax has been gaining strength, so we're anywhere from 14 to 15 dollars into processors. These are all freight dependent bids, but as as long as it's a number one and within a you know a good hauling distance, you should be looking at 15 dollars. What's happening with feed barley prices? Feed barley, same as wheat, slowly sliding. For old crop, you know, 475, 480. New crop, somewhere around the 350 to 370. Now, these are all, again, freight dependent, but those are, are pretty realistic numbers, I think, in greater Saskatchewan area. Feed oats, we're probably looking 280. Number two, milling oats, right around the $3, all freight dependent. New crop, I think we were looking. 290 to $3 for a milling oat. 
Dale McManus is a broker with Johnston's Grain in Wellwyn, Saskatchewan. This portion of Saskatchewan Agriculture Today is brought to you by Degelman Industries. Look to Degelman for the most reliable, dependable, engineered tough equipment on the market. And the Remax Blue Chip Realty Ag Team of Marcel DeCorby and Graham Toth. Online at landforsalesask.ca. The Outstanding Young Farmer nominees have been released for Saskatchewan. Three farm families are in the running to be named the Outstanding Young Farmer in this province. The nominees include Jason and Jenna Ranger of Shellbrook. The Rangers operate a 10,700-acre grain farm. A second farm couple are Scott and Heather Langelar of Waldheim. They operate a broiler farm which includes four poultry barns with 130,000 chickens. A third couple includes Cody Straza and Allison Squires of Wood Mountain. Cody and Allison operate a certified organic grain farm of 2,500 acres and custom graze 100 cow-calf pairs. The winner of the Outstanding Young Farmer competition will be named at the Farm Progress Show in Regina on Thursday, June 20th. Pasture and hayland remains dry over most of central and parts of southern Saskatchewan. Yesterday's provincial crop report rates topsoil moisture in west-central areas as 10% adequate, 63% short and 27% very short. The numbers are a bit better in east-central areas at 32% adequate, 41% short and 27% very short. Recurring drought conditions create challenges managing available grazing and forage resources. The Beef Cattle Research Council has compiled a list of resource and information to assist producers. Janice Bruno is with Spring Creek Land and Cattle in Outlook and has written some articles at beefresearch.ca. She says it reminds producers about possible options. Bruno says pre-planning is very important and attempting to maintain some flexibility to allow for pasture regrowth. It differs within everybody's operation, but the reality is in order to make that period of rest happen, we've got to find a way to remove animals. And so often we'll recommend within drought conditions is if there's a way to combine your animals, combine herds, that may allow you the ability to then move them from a pasture onto the next and allow areas to rest that may normally have grazing pressure. So one thing we'll say to producers is think about can you combine herds so that we're moving animals more often. As you said, remove them off a pasture to leave some carryover, leave some plant material, that any litter or plant that we can leave behind also creates a bit of a insulation or it provides the chance for those plants in that area to retain some moisture and, like we said, to regrow. So the quicker we can move animals, get them off a pasture and on to the next, the better, even under normal conditions, but especially in droughts. Now, I recognize as a producer, you're going to immediately think, well, it's dry. Where am I going to move them to, right? And so recognizing that having that plan in place that is there another pasture to go to? Do I have reserve pastures? Do I have supplemental feed? All options that we're going to have to start to think about because the reality is in total forage sources, we're in a deficit. And so that's got to come into our decisions as well. Bruno talks about having a plan in place if weather conditions don't improve. This is the one where we encourage producers, you know, whether it's in the back of your mind, but hopefully formalized having a plan in place so that worst case scenario or when conditions start to look like they're getting challenging, what is our plan for destocking or reducing those numbers, right? And this is where, you know, in a beef operation, if you have the ability to have that flexibility built in, 
is critical. So, you know, instantly we start thinking about things like if you have yearlings, if you're actually grazing yearlings, they would probably be the animals that you may look at first as marketing earlier than you originally planned as a means of reducing the total overall numbers, right? When we talk about destocking on your own pasture or your land base, you may look at the options of, you know, are you looking at sending animals to rented pasture? Can you find other forage options to bring into the mix? Are you going to remove cows and calves, you know, and put them into a dry lot situation and feed them supplemental feed? The other option around flexibility is things like, can you wean your calves earlier than you normally would? Reducing the pressure on the forage resources, also reducing the pressure on those cows, all part of the things that we take into play, right? We're thinking about ways to reduce that pressure around our forage resources and finding a way to match animals up with supply. Bruno stresses the importance of having a plan in place. Yes. You know, there's nothing worse than getting into the 1st of August and all of a sudden you're months into a drought, you've run through all your pasture, you're looking at, you know, limited, limited feed resources and forage and pasture. Your ability to make good decisions and having that flexibility becomes really difficult. So as hard as it is, none of us like to think about you know, now it's early May, what's it going to look like, worst case scenario. But if you have the plan ready to implement, our hope, of course, is you don't have to. But if things get tough, that's when you start to make those decisions. And it becomes a lot easier because you've already thought this through and you follow the steps. Bruno says there is more information at beefresearch.ca on the internet. For example, she points to creek feeding and alternate feed resources. Market Update is brought to you by Scott Bjornson of Hall as Wealth. For more information or to book a free consultation, call 1-800-284-9999. Grain prices were showing upward movement in early trading today. Viterra prices for feed barley jumped $30 at $202.63. Canola rose $1 at $389.82. Oats gained 68 cents at 212.24. Yellow peas were up $6 at 243.54. Number one red spring wheat increased $4.63 at 231.75. The rest were unchanged. Durham 239.51. Flax 512.21. Feed wheat 196.98. On the Minneapolis Grain Exchange this morning, July spring wheat rose four and a quarter cents at 5.31 a bushel. The livestock quotes are brought to you by the Assiniboia and Weyburn Livestock Auctions. Call Assiniboia 642-4180 or Weyburn 842-4574. This is Graham Barnett with the Market Report. Heartland Livestock here in Moosha. Just over 200 on offer here for the week ending May 17th of 19. The cow and bull market looked like it was fully steady to last week. These good, big, strong grain-fed cows from 94 to a dollar one sales right up to a buck five on the right double-muscled kind. Medium hay-fed cows from 86 to 93. These good bulls are bringing anywhere from a dollar two right up to a dollar fourteenth. Not a lot of yearlings on offer, but we'd sure like to see a bounce back in that feeder board. Sales of cows, bulls, and yearlings is every Tuesday here for the summer months. This is Grant Barnett reporting. Let's have one great afternoon. Now the latest Saskatchewan pork prices. Ham sold 6,300 hogs Thursday, selling in a range of 197 to 204 per CKG. Today's sales are expected to be around 4,000 head, selling in a range of 197 to 208 per CKG. 100 index hog prices for a week ending Friday, May 17th are Maple Leaf Sig 5, 200.83, Ham's Cash 195.48, Thunder Creek Brickle 196.02, and High Life 196.13 per CKG. 
Ham's cash hog price today is up and forward contract prices opened lower this morning. On Thursday, the Canadian dollar is up 9 basis points with the daily exchange rate at 1.3439. Canadian dollar is currently trading at 74.31 cents US. U.S. cash markets are closing the week off higher, with all reporting regions showing gains over the previous day. Seasonally, cash markets typically see support heading into the summer before drifting lower near the beginning of July. Cash market participants are expecting, however, some disruption this year, as China will most likely be seeking additional supplies by the latter part of the third quarter due to ASF-related challenges. The earlier-than-seasonal rally that developed this year was also a function of ASF fallout, but that support is now believed to be mostly due to aggressive buyers that were attempting to get ahead of higher prices and shorter supplies, if indeed export demand proved to be exceptionally strong. And the outlook today, partly cloudy, windies 30 gusting to 50, the high 16, the low 0. Partly cloudy tomorrow, windies 30, the high 12, the low 0. Regina, cloudy and 13, that's 55 Fahrenheit. That's Saskatchewan Agriculture Today. I'm Jim Smalley. Good afternoon and good farming.